everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone, no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. What is up, everybody? I'm so excited. Welcome to You're Not Alone with Townsend. I'm obviously your host, Townsend. This week, I want to chat with somebody special. I say that every week. Literally, I say that every week, but I am genuinely so excited. We've got Faye Hedera, which if you're from Central Arkansas, you've seen that name everywhere recently. She's gotten so much attention on social media and on the news because she's got a really cool project that she just released I was honored to be part of that project, but we can talk about that just in a minute. But Faye, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate that. I know you're incredibly busy. I'm happy to be here, though. This is good. Yeah, (laughs) it is such a pleasure. Like, I'm so excited. We talked about it earlier. She had the release of her project, which we'll talk about. And she was pulled about 100 different directions. Everybody's trying to get her attention and talk to her. So we didn't get time to chit chat. We got a picture, though, which I'm excited to say I did get a picture with her. It's on my social media. You can see that. But it is just so amazing to sit down, chat with you, talk about your creativity, your diagnosis, your project, just pretty much anything. I'm down to talk about anything you want to talk about, Faye. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. I always like to start with letting my guests kind of say whatever they want to say about themselves. So who is Faye Hedera? Like I said, that name has gotten a lot of attention recently in the Conway area. So what are some things you want to share with people about who you are? Yeah. So I'm, and what I typically say is I'm an artist and composer, um, and I love to create things that connect people. Um, so that's, I've been a photographer in the past. I've done graphic design, but I like seeing people, um, experience happiness by the things that I create. So I am many things, but right now, primarily a visual artist. That's really cool. I had no idea you did graphic design and photography and all that. And I see the guitar in the background. So artists just all together. Yes. Very cool. I love that. I think I can relate in that aspect. There's nothing cooler as a creator is putting something together, putting the time and the effort, and then watching it affect other people in a positive way. It's such a, it's almost like a euphoric moment. Yeah. Like when I write a song and I see people truly enjoy it or reach out and be like, it changed my life. It's cool. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I totally relate. That is amazing. Okay, so like I said earlier, you recently got a lot of attention around Central Arkansas because of an art project that you started. It's painting, which I'm envious. I cannot paint. If you gave me some lines to paint in, I would 1000% not stay in the line. So I mean, I'm in awe. So tell us a little bit about that project and the inspiration behind it. What started it? I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family. 
at patreon.com slash Townsend T Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage. Not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music and let's continue changing lives. Yeah, so the project is called 100 Faces of Conway Project and it essentially began in January of this year. Um, I had moved to Conway from South Florida and it was a way for me to connect with my community because I didn't really know anybody at all Um, And I was dealing with some grieving over a loss. And so the way that I decided to just jump headfirst into getting to know where I had landed was by painting 100 people. And um, the unique thing about this project is I reached out initially to five different people who I had met kind of in passing just because of being out and about in the town. And I asked them to nominate somebody else. please nominate somebody who is kind and who is loved. And so the project's success was very much dependent on people willing to be vulnerable, um, willing to nominate each other and spread. um, Yeah, just to spread it around amongst themselves because I didn't know who was kind and who was loved. So um, at the end, when we had the exhibition at the Wingate Museum, um, I had never met most of these people, including you. I think that was the first time we had met, right? So, I so, yeah. Um, but during the course of painting everybody, I had um, also asked them to share their story with me. And so I cared a lot about each person. And um, it felt like meeting a lot of old friends in a way. So it was a very interesting way to meet my community. And I'm so happy that people were willing to share that with me. It was so cool. So the open house, like you've been kind of building up to it, like posting little blips of each face, like every day, a little bit more and a little bit more. And like I said, I was honored to be part of that. I got nominated, which got so cool. Like I feel so honored. Like I, that's the only word I can think of to use. It's just so humbling and just really neat that you're making a difference in your community, as you know now. And I showed up at the opening And you invited friends and family to come and it was cram packed with people just loving each other and reading the stories and learning about these community members that are making a difference. It was one of the coolest experiences I've had in Conway. And you got to do that. Like you put that together. I think that is so cool. Not only did you bring people together like business wise it was a genius idea for both community and your art, like just getting your name out there immediately. Yeah, it it was um I, it was almost a blur of just uh taking that taking that step over fear because it is kind of scary um uh, reaching out to people that you don't know and don't know how they're gonna respond. But um it ended up being really beautiful in the end. So Absolutely. And all the paintings were just so fantastic. If you're listening or watching, I encourage you to look up Faye Hedera's pages on social media, which we'll give that handle and stuff in a little bit. But each painting, again, I can't paint, so I'm just totally blown away by it. But each face looks so realistic, which is crazy to me. It's just, was it on a piece of wood? It felt like wood. 
Yeah, so each one is on a wood panel, and so each one has its own individual wood grain. They're all a little bit different color, warm yeah. wood. Um, so I did it purposely like that because each person is unique, you know, so they each have, they have their own separate canvas for their portrait. So cool. Yeah, they are beautiful. And I loved seeing, and you just did the faces and kind of just did not much detail on the outside. So like I always wear a hat to perform and there's like an outline of my hat, but I love that you paid such attention to the details of the faces. I think it's really cool because people's smiles and their eyes, like they just really speak out. And I thought you captured that perfectly. So how cool. Now, what was the inspiration behind it? Because a hundred faces is a ton. A hundred songs would be way too much for me to write. So I don't know how you did it, but why the heck did you do it? What's the inspiration behind it? Yeah, I mean, I have these, as a creative person, I think you're really sensitive to paying attention to when you have those moments of inspiration. And I'm sure you've experienced this before. I mean, you're just sitting someplace and for you, it would be a lyric coming into your head or a little, maybe a little tune and you say, oh, that's good. I got I need to write that down. Um, so it was the exact same type of inspiration for me. I mean, it came to me and I wrote it down and I need to find that piece of paper. It's floating around here somewhere. I wrote down that I wanted to paint a hundred people and that I wanted all the, the proceeds to go to a charity. Um, and I've said this before. I feel like there's been such a strong connection to my, uh, my ancestors that lived in Arkansas. So I've never lived in Arkansas before. I very seldom visited as a child. When I moved to Conway, it was the very first time I stepped foot was the day that we closed on our house. Um, so yeah, so it was a very much a leap of faith. And I felt very strongly attached to my great grandmother who I'd never known very much about. And, um, anyways, in strange ways, um, throughout the course of this project, um, people have kept talking about this woman that I did not know anything about. And when I ended up choosing a, an organization to donate to, which is Haven Conway, um, it was through a nomination. Someone nominated Susan Salter, and I saw the organization. I said, wow, this feels so perfect for what I'm going for. Um, and then later, me and uh, Grace Kaputh from the Wingate Museum were inter interviewing Inna Barre, who's their, their head manager, the person I was talking to. It turns out her grandmother knew my great-grandmother in a very roundabout way. Wow. And so, anyways, that's a whole other journey that I'm headed on now as I'm, going, I'm working on an archive project about my great-grandmother. And I'm getting to know her very well. And it, it seems like that's the next natural step in it. It came to be from this project very much. All the people that I've talked to and um, being able to feature her artwork on the news. Like anytime I had an interview, I was very specific about saying, I want to get my great grandmother and my grandmother's artwork in the background. And it, it's almost like that connection of um, finally giving her a voice because she was a very quiet woman. Um, so that's an interesting Thing that has come from this project that was very unexpected and so that's that's one of my next projects that I'm jumping into so <laughs> that is so cool I feel like you got to keep us updated on your socials which I'm sure you will but that's <laughs> yeah. too neat yeah it's amazing yeah wow did you find yourself interested in like family tree things before this have you kind of been into that or not really bit. I mean a little bit but nothing serious um but 
you know, one thing about my great grandmother, I did not know until this project is she was a woman with a disability. Um, she's somebody who had experienced some an illness and, and left her with some pain in one of her feet. And so she, I, this was a, a, an aspect of my childhood people really didn't talk about much. And another part of this um, 100 Faces of Proj Conway project has enabled me the strength and the courage to start talking about my own disability. Um, so it's very interesting that they both kind of coincided at the same time, finding out that this um, matriarch of our family was also somebody who struggled with that and was very um, graceful about it and didn't make it a big thing. Um, so there's a lot of connections there that I'm interested to explore as I find out more about her. That is incredibly okay. Very good. Now I'm intrigued. I have to be updated daily because now I'm invested in your family research. Well, well, kind of nose diving into that. You mentioned having health issues, and you've kind of you've been a little bit more open towards that with talking about your art project and your great grandmother. And you talked about it a little bit how it affects your day to day. I saw you post about that a little bit, but what was your official diagnosis? It's functional movement disorder, and it falls under the umbrella term of functional neurological disorder. Um, and this is something I didn't develop until recently. Um, so it's something that I you're able to live a fairly normal life most of the time. For me, I mean, there's a wide range of um, disability that comes along with it. But um, yeah, so it's it's essentially it's a neurological condition where your brain and your nervous system stop responding clearly. So the signaling is messed up a little bit. So there's a wide range of severity. Some people have a lot of signaling issues. Some people have less. Um, it can be exacerbated by stress or injury. Um, I definitely came after an injury. Um, so it's it's something that I'm a little bit more open with now because in some ways you don't want to admit that you're struggling with something, you know, especially when probably about 75% of the time I present as, um, you know, neurotypical. Yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been really freeing to start talking about dealing with this. Um, and people have been really kind about how they receive that information. So, um, yeah, I know you had some questions for me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, you know, yeah. we kind of we kind of talked about it and functional neurological disorder. I didn't really even know what it was. So it's basically just your body's not communicating with itself very well. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what are some what were your first signs and symptoms where you thought, man, something might be up with this? Yeah. So it came on very suddenly, as it does with most people. Um, I fell and hit the back of my head and the next morning woke up with just a wide range of neurological problems. And initially they were thinking that it was all these um, structural damage issues. Um, but over time and a lot of testing, they finally decided, no, it's actually a signaling problem. Um, so you know, that's kind of a hard thing to deal with because there really is no standard of treatment for it. You can do um, some physical and occupational therapy, um, but ultimately you have to try to find ways to try to not rewire your brain, but it kind of is. It's You're trying to almost trick your brain into functioning correctly. So um, 
it's been a challenge because um, most people who have it um, aren't are either misdiagnosed or it's very just it's a hopeless topic because doctors can't really help you. You know, there's no so in fact the the website that doctors will often refer patients to is actually called fndhope.org because they just want to give patients hope that you can um even if you're still struggling with symptoms, you can have hope and you can have a full life. Um, so I, I actually spoke to someone with um that organization. I'm hoping hoping to do some advocacy work that spreads awareness about um, functional neurological disorders and um, just talk about it because it's kind of a, it's kind of something that is not well known amongst neurologists. And if it is, they perceive it as perhaps something that you are contriving or that you um, can maybe manage on your own. If you just, if you just think positively, you know, but it's, but the best, doctors and the most educated doctors know this is not the case so research is still developing you know neurology is a fairly new field in terms of like compared to other um medical fields so anyway there's hope on the horizon that they can see it in our brain and they can they can hopefully offer some kind of treatment um for people that have this interesting absolutely and it's kind of why i started this podcast i feel like mental health is on the cusp of like getting more attention and we're, we're finding out a lot more things and that things can be dealt with so much more healthily than they were in the past. I feel like, you know, I tell people this story. I had um, a lot of trauma that happened and had some anxiety and people be like, well, just don't think about being anxious and you won't be anxious. And you're like, what? Who says that? And it's kind of like you, I'll just think positively and it'll be great. And you're like, no, that's not how this works. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. So just sharing people's stories and letting people know these things do exist and you're not the only one. And we totally, you were seen, you were heard. So I'm, I'm thankful that you're willing to talk about it. And I'm proud of you for stepping up and talking about it. It is hard. It's hard to be like, okay, something might be a little different for me than other people, which again, that's, that's totally okay. Did you know anything about, some people call it FND, but did you know anything about this disorder before you got diagnosed with it? No, nothing at all. Um, and you know, it's been something that has, um, been stigmatized I think a lot along, you know, a lot of mental health conditions as well. There, there's such a an ugly stigma attached to different disorders. And this is definitely one of those um, for people that are not aware of what it is. Um, so it was hard coming to terms with having this for sure. Um, but, you know, before all of this happened, like at, at different times, I'm, I use mobility aids to get around because I, I have gait issues and um, suddenly being thrust into the world of being a person with a disability makes you immediately your eyes open to how inaccessible most of the world is right. um even thresholds going into buildings um when there's no ramp like you immediately realize the world is kind of not designed for people with disabilities so um that's something i would never have seen if i hadn't you know been presented with this situation in my life. So um, I kind of want to pivot with how I'm uh, talking about disability. And so next year, part of what I'm hoping to do is get some disability advocacy training so that I can hopefully be a voice for people that can't 
can't verbalize maybe what um, I'm going through or what others are going through. So I'm hoping to help in a small way, um, in a way that I never would have if I had never gone through this tremendous challenge. So I can already see kind of the other side, like the hope and the, um, like the way out of despair, because there's definitely times, you know, um, talking about mental health, um, it was the pandemic and I was just so sick. I was so sick and it was so hard to get an appointment with a doctor. And, um, but you know, I got strength from that and I grew as a person and, um, it made me, I think, you know, a lot of interviews, I talk a lot about being really in touch with impermanence. And that's a big piece of that. When you deal with grief and trauma, um, you very quickly realize how we are all just bleeding people and and you have to do as much good as you can with time you have. Um, and that was very much, it became crystal clear going through this disability experience. And that, you know, I hope to come out on the other side and have done something good. So. Well, I think you already are. I think you already are. I think I think you could sleep better tonight knowing that you've made a difference, not only just through your art, through reaching out through people. You've made people feel so good about themselves with this nomination. I mean, I know for me, I was like, oh, my God, somebody loves me. It's just such a cool that you're doing so many cool things and you don't even know it. So I can guarantee you've already done that. Now, I kind of want to I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper with you on that. So you talk about how it kind of waxes and wanes a little bit, kind of comes and goes 75% of the time you're doing good. The other times you're not. Could you kind of walk us through what that looks like? So let's talk about a day where it does it just present all of a sudden, like you're walking down the grocery aisle and all of a sudden you're like, I can't walk anymore. Does it affect your mental thinking? Like, like paint a picture for us. Oh gosh. <laughs> just, <laughs> my, just my family's really the only ones and some friends who've really witnessed me at my most severe, but it I mean, it mimics Parkinson's multiple sclerosis. There's periods where it mimics ALS and paralysis. Um, and I have all of those things um on a bad day. Um I have dystonic movements in my hands, like you know. The other day I was with some artists in our art gallery downtown. We that's another fun thing I'm jumping into, but um uh, my hand curls inward really tightly and the muscles just get trapped. Like um, so it's very painful and it's a visible, it's a visible sign that I'm not doing too great. Um but um, you know, you just find workarounds. You try to try that you can't distract yourself out of it. Um, but you can know that you need to rest like, okay, I've got to, I need to get home as soon as possible so I can just lie down. Um, cause yeah, it's a, it's a very painful and debilitating condition when I have those days when I've done too much or something, or my brain just decides to misfire for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so it is very painful. Um, and it is very physically obvious. So sometimes I will stay home you know, cause I just don't want to be out in the world and, and, and be dealing with that. So yes, it is when it's bad, it's really bad. Sure. Um, but I certainly like when I can get through, like even the, the exhibition, I was symptom free that whole night and it felt so like I did notice that and appreciate that and say, Oh, I'm so glad that, cause I had that fear, you know, that I would be 
bobbling around. <laughs> or, I mean, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, just to be able to get through that, you know, and 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 be able to say, remember that time that I was okay. But you know, during that big moment, I'm so thankful yeah. for that. So absolutely <laughs> and I was able to speak because my voice also, I I lose speech and all of that. So um that's not as common, but it does happen. So anyway, so it is something that it's challenging for sure. But when I have a, a string of good days, I notice and I'm appreciative and I I try to stay as positive as possible, you know. Um so yeah, it's, it's a lot, but wow. Goodness gracious. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's all you can do. Yeah. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Something, something we've talked about on the podcast quite a bit was, is like anxiety revolving around those moments. So do you find yourself struggling with anxiety of when's this going to happen? Oh, I'm having a really good day. It's going to happen at any moment. Do you find yourself struggling with that? Um, not as much as I used to. Um, I do, I have a yoga practice. I, you know, I do breath work. Um, but yeah, when I feel it start to come on and it's a very inopportune moment, I can get very frustrated and very anxious. Like, oh man, like not again. No, you know? <laughs> not now. <laughs> yes. It's awful. Um, but you just, you are, it knocks you off your feet and then I have to actively choose to get up and keep going and keep trying and trying and trying nonstop. So um, this is a condition, I think it's a 40% chance that you deteriorate pretty severely over time. I mean, it depends on the person and depends on the, but um, there are people that over time it becomes significantly worse. So I really appreciate where I am right now and I don't know what's going to happen next. And I'm, I try to be graceful with like not trying to look into the future too much because I don't know what I'm going to see. Um, so I'm just kind of present most of the time. And if I'm looking into the future, it's like, I'm going to, I have this next project that I'm going to do. And I'm, and it gives me that sense of purpose and meaning. And um, yeah, so I, I think what this last project has given me is just being able to pinpoint how long I can go without stopping like the 40 minutes in the evening I talk about it quite quite a bit setting that timer and you know in the book that the 100 faces of Conway book I did include a picture in there of my hand like clenched really bad because that was the reality of what the project was it was like a kind of a fight against you know time and how long I could sit there and do a painting um but yeah again back to the just persevering and choosing to get up the next day and try again you know and not focus on the failure look at it as okay there's a little bit of a delay but I can get back up you know yeah I love that I think you make some amazing amazing points there one I love it's a little bit of a delay but it'll be okay rest (laughs) and we'll try again tomorrow I love that aspect of it absolutely (laughs) you know we joked a little bit earlier about think positively and it'll be good (laughs) there's a little there's a little bit of truth to it you know And also, I love how you pointed out being present. I think that's incredibly important for any mental health, for anyone, even if you don't struggle with mental health disorder necessarily, mental health in general, be present. There is no, nothing good that comes from judging the future and being afraid of the future. What comes will come and you'll cross that bridge when you get to it. So I think that was a great thing to point out for sure. 
that's interesting. Okay. Wow. That I'm so proud of you for not only dealing with it, being so graceful with yourself. Like that's, that's really, it's nice to hear that you're learning to show yourself grace and uh, not only yourself, but advocating for others. Like that's just so cool. I love that you're using it for that. Yes. And I will say, you know, my support system here at home is very strong. So I'm fortunate that um, I have my husband and I have three children that they know now when I'm going to be having a bad day and they are really graceful and they're so loving. And, um, you know, if they see me being sick, they'll help. And they're just, they're sweet about it. And have a great sense of humor, like making fun of me a little bit um, yeah. to kind of lighten the mood. So I think that is also a crucial piece and I definitely give them credit for, you know, having to witness that because that is also a pain of its own, right? You know, somebody you love is struggling and you don't want that for them. But um, yes, on those harder days, I have people that will kind of help me get back up, you know, so it's not just all me. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It takes a tribe. Absolutely. Yeah. Even just, just living life. It's always great to have a tribe on your side. And I think it's cool to make it more known like when you're with your artist group and your hand starts clenching for your friends to be like oh okay it's starting to get a little rough hey how about you go home and rest a little bit you know instead of trying to hide that yeah yeah that's true I should I should be more open about that I mean like that day in particular I was like trying to stuff my hand in my pocket I'm like like, no (laughs) not now we talked about support system and I think that's incredibly important for anyone but where have you found the best resources like you talked about the website that the doctors gave you are there groups that you found or other resources that you feel like are beneficial um I mean it's I think that website is anybody that thinks they might have this or if they do have it that's probably the best starting point I'm not really involved in any support groups or anything like that that I would like to be. And I'd like to, I feel like I'm, I'm far enough into the condition to be able to share wisdom about it. And, and, and initially I was like seeking that out, like Facebook groups and stuff. And those definitely exist. And there's a lot of great information on there. Um, but I wasn't at a place to really like give advice. So now it's, I'm on the other side, I feel like a little bit. So, um, yeah, there's definitely resources out there for people to have this and it's, and you're not weird and you're not making it up. Like, I think that's like something that we have to reiterate to doctors too. Like they are not pretending like it's a real, so yeah, yeah. well, I think that goes, yeah, exactly. When you can't see it, you know, back in the day, my grandfather was incredibly into mental health and he talked about how medicine had a long way to go and, and doctors in general, because if they can't see it, like your leg is broken, they can see that. But when something's not wiring correctly or chemicals are a little off, or there's a thought that's off, you can't see it. So they're just taking your word for it. So we're coming a long way, but absolutely you're not weird or anything like that. And that, and we're going to be punny you're not alone, right? (laughs) The point of the podcast, right? You're not alone. There are other people with it. That is for sure. Faye, if you don't mind me asking, what's your age? 38. Okay. We're not sure about that. All right. (laughs) Well, I only ask because you look so young. young. I know. I know. But I was thinking, I was thinking, okay. I knew you. I don't remember. You're not sure. Okay, cool. We're going to go with 30, fresh 30. No, just 
38. I feel like that's important because that's incredibly young, really, when you think about life and you yeah. think about debilitating disorders or movement yeah. disorders or anything like that. 38, that's young. And so I feel yeah. like it's important for people to know, hey, I'm young, I'm active, I've got all these things going and I still struggle with these behind the scenes. And so I think that's important for people to know it's okay to be 20, 30, 40, the young, crisp ages and still have these struggles that people don't necessarily see on the forefront. Um, well, you age like fine wine. I wouldn't have guessed 38 or 39. <laughs> so there's your compliment for the day. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Faye, thank you so, so much for joining us. Like I said, I wanted to chat with you that night at the opening, but man, you were being pulled five million directions, which you deserve to be. Your art is incredible. Where can people find out a little bit more about you and your art? Um, Faygunera.com is the best resource. It'll have what's currently available for sale and I love it. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It has been such a pleasure. I've learned so much. I'm like, I, I love learning. So thank you for being vulnerable and for opening up and God, just for being awesome. Thanks for bringing you. <laughs> All right, guys, me and Faye are going to keep talking. We're going to do a few questions for Patreon. If you want to hear those extra questions, be sure to log on patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music. We do these every week. If not, we will see you next week. If you'd like to hear the rest of this interview, visit patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music. And don't forget, you can also watch the interviews on our YouTube channel at Townsend Team Music YouTube. Okay, guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. But they're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co. Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Let's be honest. I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood Healing Path Counseling a call today 
get started on the best version of you. 